just get right down to business. The Joe Roberts Show. This, this is The Joe Roberts Show. The Joe Roberts Show. The Joe Roberts Show. On today's show, we have Jonathan, the CEO of Bitwage. We will discuss three things you need to know about getting paid in Bitcoin. One, why would you want to get paid in Bitcoin? Two, how you can pay employees, both stateside and international. And three, a Bitcoin 401k with the tax benefits of a traditional Roth. Jonathan, thank you for joining us today. And why don't we go into what prompted the start of Bitwage? Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'd love to go into that. Uh, It all goes back to 2013. I was working at Oracle at the time. And uh, I just decided instead of being a cog in that Oracle machine, I wanted to learn more. And every day I had to learn something new. And one of those days, Bitcoin just dropped onto my desk. And what I found out about it were the efficiencies in in international banking, financial sovereignty, ability to bank the unbanked. These things really piqued my interest. So I spent about a month going down the rabbit hole, learning everything I could and came out this obsessed Bitcoin guy. So here I am, 2013, telling everyone, at work, you got to buy Bitcoin, you got to buy Bitcoin. And I was hyped because the price of Bitcoin was like going crazy. It went from $200 to $1,000, right? Which looks cheap today, cheap today, right? <laughs> yeah. And so most of the people around me were skeptical, but they connected me with someone else at work who was from the technical side at Oracle, who was running his own Bitcoin miners. Uh, we got together and he ended up becoming my co-founder, John Lindsay. And we were like, okay, we believe that Bitcoin is going to be the future of money. And you got to remember that at that time, like when we got together, the Ethereum white paper hadn't even dropped yet, right? So there's really only Bitcoin at that time. And so we got together, we're like, Bitcoin is going to be the future of money. So that means it's going to touch all the different parts of the financial ecosystem. So what what parts are are being addressed today? Well, uh, uh, there were exchanges, there were wallets, there were merchant processors. But if you looked at the financial loop, Someone could purchase Bitcoin. They could then store it on their wallet. They could then spend it with the merchant. There was no way for the funds to go from the merchant back to the worker. There wasn't a full financial loop. And so we wanted to be able to close the loop and enable essentially Bitcoin to be able to live within its own ecosystem. So we said, let's be the first ones to do payroll. Uh, So we went out, we quit our jobs in June of 2014. We launched our first product in July 2014. And that product allowed companies to allow their employees to receive a portion of their salary in in Bitcoin, any percentage. Of course, that was way ahead of its time. Companies <laughs> were not ready to adopt this. You know, we're talking 2014, right? Definitely way too early. Definitely way early. Yeah, but we knew that pe- just from from scrolling Reddit that people wanted to receive their wages in Bitcoin. So by the end of that year, we created a product that went to the workers directly to allow them to receive a portion of their salary in Bitcoin through a direct deposit account that we would generate for them. So that caught on, that picked up steam in 2015, 2016, that ended up becoming very popular internationally in that people in the US, they might've got five, 10, 15% of their salaries to this, but internationally people were getting 100% of their salaries through this because there were arbitrages essentially where price of Bitcoin was cheaper in the US versus internationally. And because people were hedging against local inflation. And getting their entire salaries in Bitcoin. So we went out, we created like an international product where we would convert the Bitcoin into local currency and deposit local currency into people's bank accounts for them. And then fast forward to COVID. So we saw two really important factors come together 
that really helped accelerate our growth in the past couple of years, which was remote work and cryptocurrency really both pushing into the mainstream as a result of COVID. And although we had been profitable since 2019, what we saw since the beginning of COVID is a 300% increase of our business across the board with certain markets in Latin America growing over 10x. In the United States, just last year, we doubled our transaction volumes. So business has been booming as of late. Does El Salvador have a big influence on that in Latin America as a whole? So I think that when it comes to El Salvador, I mean, El Salvador is a great use case for Bitcoin, right? You know, Bitcoin is now is now legal tender. We don't do that much business in El Salvador because our business is less focused on the remittance market and more focused on freelancer markets. So where there's a bigger freelancer presence is where you see us, right? So you're talking about Mexico, Brazil, Argentina, Colombia, right? These kinds of places where there's a lot more talent that's exporting their services um, to the United States, to Europe, to the UK. That's where we are seeing growth in Latin America. All right, well, let's roll into why get paid in Bitcoin versus a fiat. Yes. So, I mean, there's a lot of different areas to look at this. We just look at purely the US use case, right? The first thing is that, you know, it's simple, it's easy, and people want it because they like the idea of getting their crypto directly on payday. Right. If you're going to go to an exchange, it's like you got to get paid. You got to move money to the exchange. You got to convert it. Uh, a lot of people have their own wallets. So they're actually withdrawing it. They're taking on chain transaction fees from doing that. So there's speed issues. There's cost issues. There's convenience issues. Right. Ultimately, the way I like to think about it is right now, the world of cryptocurrency is like when paydays were paid by check. You got your physical check. You went to the bank. You cashed that. Maybe you kept it at that bank. Maybe you put it underneath your couch. Maybe you put it with a different different organization. That's the world that we live in today. And I think that there's going to be a mindset change in the future. Because right now, the way that you look at a lot of a lot of investors might look at Bitcoin, for instance, is as an investment. But the reality is that what Bitcoin's trying to become is money, right? So this idea of going to an exchange to convert money into money is going to be more foreign, right? Because you're going to expect to be a direct deposit into this form of money, which is, people are going to see as their savings account, right? So that's that's kind of where it goes in the future. Today, like I said before, it's more convenient. It saves you time, saves you money. Uh, you get the funds directly on, uh, on payday into any wallet in the world, whether it's your ledger, your brain wallet, your Coinbase account, or whatever. Tell us about the team that's kind of driving the success of BitWage so far and what you guys have accomplished. Sure. Yeah. So it started with myself and my co-founder. Again, we've been in the industry since you know before 2014. We, we launched our first product back then. So myself and my co-founder, I'm pretty sure I can confidently say that we are the only people that have been working on the intersection between HR and blockchain for this long, right? Uh, there's no one else that has that kind of domain expertise on both sides while well, working on it, right? So what does that mean? That means that we have great knowledge on ERISA law, FLSA law, but also on the cryptocurrency law, the BSA regulation, the PSD2 regulation in Europe, like all, all the regulation, all the players, all the relationships we have these. Now, in terms of who we've been hiring more recently, we just closed a, a seed round and we expanded our team from 10 to 25 people full time. And we had two really big hires. One was the former SVP of Transamerica Retirement Benefits, who is leading our revenue and business development division, as well as a previous marketing entrepreneur who sold a digital marketing company 
worked with Apple, Symantec, and other Fortune 500s, and has come on to lead our growth efforts. How are you sourcing some of the strategic hires these days when obviously talent's very hard to come by? I think that we're in a very unique place being in the industry that we're in and the role that, that we have inside the industry. So people who are looking specifically at the intersection. So first of all, lots of people want to go into crypto. Uh, there was some news recently that was saying that that people are leaving tech companies to join <laughs> cryptocurrency companies, right? Which you know talks to the benefits of, of offering cryptocurrency payroll, right? And how hot that is in and of itself. But those, those people... So I, I literally am just posting on LinkedIn. That's it. I post on LinkedIn. I literally am unable to deal with all of the candidates that are coming to me posting for free without boosting anything on LinkedIn. And then it's just a process of, of vetting, vetting that, right? I mean, what does the roadmap look like in regards to the capital that you raised and what you plan to do with it? Yeah. So we just launched a brand new system. You know, we've been around since 2014, but as you can think, that's, that's a long time. And so we, we decided to completely revamp the system. And we launched it on January 17, which means that we, we built it from the ground up with cybersecurity and scalability and user experience in mind. So that just launched. And now we're, we're, we're building on top of this rock solid foundation. So things that we, we recently launched are, are ways for companies to be able to receive invoices. We created an invoice management system, an expense management system. Things that we're building on top, we have a functioning beta 401k, but I want to release that and launch that on a mass scale. Also things like lightning payouts, partnerships with like financial advisors to create conservative yet volatility exposing baskets of assets that people can direct deposit their salaries into. You know, just building on top of this to make it more compliant, to create more worker protections, to add more education, but then also have very versatile set of functions both for employees and employers to pay and get paid. All right, can we walk like a, let's call it A to Z in the fifth grader type of way of how you guys actually work. And so you have a company that may be hiring, I guess, contractors. Can you kind of walk us through the process of what that looks like? Sure. Yeah. So one of the important things to understand is that we're not replacing like traditional payroll tax calculation systems. Uh, we are supplementary, which means that you don't need to rip and replace. You You just work with us. In the case of a contractor, it's extremely simple. You just sign up as a company, invite all your contractors, you label them as contractors because that's going to be important from your own compliance tax withholding standards to be able to prove that you know the contractor is either a W-9 or W-8 Ben and not a W-2. They sign up and they self-direct everything that they want. If they want 50% Bitcoin, 50% dollars, if they want all stable coins, if they want to get paid in Brazilian real, they choose that all themselves. You don't have to worry about it. And then they can all send their invoices to you. You get a bunch of invoices to approve. You can combine all of them into a single transaction and then send us dollars, cryptocurrency, credit card transactions, whatever you want. So you do one single transaction, either through the invoices that the contractor sent to you, or you can do it without invoices. So you can upload a CSV or use the UI to do one-off transactions. The contractor on their side can also use the system for clients that are not signed up to Bitwage. So when they're generating the invoice, instead of invoicing directly to a client on Bitwage, they can they can actually generate an invoice which can be emailed to any other clients that they have as well. So it becomes also a service that works for the freelancer, for the contractor that they can use for, for all, all different kinds of transactions. Just taking a step back, let's say we want to do this with an employee, not a contractor, right? 
there's a little bit more involved because we're now talking about dealing with the world of tax withholding. If the employee signs up directly themselves, they can get access to a direct deposit account, which then they add as their direct deposit to the payroll system. And so maybe every paycheck will say, I want 80% into my checking account, 20% into my BitWage account, that 20% hits that account. And they say, I want it all in Bitcoin, converts to Bitcoin, sends to my wallet, right? If I'm a larger organization, so like a, an enterprise or, or government entity, you may want to, to add some additional level levels of worker protections in place because what can happen is if you're introducing this concept to a bunch of people that maybe don't know or not well-educated enough and they get you know their entire salary in cryptocurrency, they might not be understand fully the risk that they're taking. And so we want to make sure that, that employers are not essentially giving people you know, financial advice in any way, right? So the employer can come on and they can use the deduction method. And the deduction method is you're actually linking us into your payroll system and your payroll system creates a report every pay period that tells you how much people are getting paid into Bitcoin. So you set that up. We have a system that surveys all the employees and then centralizes their preferences for you to just download and upload to your system. And then on each payday, um, you can download the CSVs and upload it to our system, or you can actually add one of our operations handlers to go in as an external administrator and do it ourselves. One of the key things that we're building into is the automation of that step so that we can be integrated to every single payroll company so that no administrative work has to happen at that point. And some of that stuff is coming online, hopefully by the end of Q1. In any case, Going back to the step, one, you, you invite your employee, two, you set up the link to the payroll provider, and then three, you just pay on payday. So those are the three steps. And once you get set up, we can basically take all the overhead off of your plate. So you're, you're, you're pretty much doing nothing to offer this. Got it. So for if you're located in the US and you're paying employees stateside and international, it becomes streamlined. And how do you do that? Is just implemented through the software? Yeah, yeah. So you're just adding you're adding employees and you're adding contractors. And so the international ones will be contractors or freelancers. The domestic ones can be contractors or employees. And the employees are connected. We set it up with the payroll system. Once it's set up, it works clean. And then with the contractors, you create your own cadence, right? Either you're paying them every month and they don't need to send invoices, or they're sending invoices and you're just paying them as they come in or on some sort of you know, periodic schedule. So, you know, it really, it really consolidates all that effort. It makes it super easy and seamless. And what are the, you know, right now, what are the risks or maybe price volatility risks that the employer or contractor needs to know up front or be looking for? Yeah. I mean, I think that at the, at the end of the day, if you're getting paid in Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency, there, there is volatility risk. So, so, so I, I think I like to take a step back and I, and I like to think a little bit higher level, which is what are the risks, right? What does an employee need to know before they start getting their salary in cryptocurrency? And, and so the, the, the first is the volatility. The second is the tax complications. And the third is the management of the private keys. So, so these are the three areas of education that are, that are most important for someone to just be able to comprehend, right, before they're doing this. So one is it's a volatile asset. Right? So when you're getting paid in it, you want it to be part of your disposable income and you want to think about it over a, a multi-year cycle. You're not doing it to make 3x tomorrow. Really nothing in, in the world works like that. 
right? So you got to think in years or in cycles. We often see four-year cycles in the world of crypto. On the tax side, right, you get paid in crypto and it's all, there's no tax issue right there. But when you dispose of that crypto, right, then you have a capital gain or a capital loss and you just got to take that into consideration when filing for your taxes. It's actually not a very complicated thing. It's like, you know, what happens if you have you sell a stock? A lot of accounting tools should have for retail people doing very few transactions, an easy way for you to, to submit that. And then the last is wallets, right? And you really got to understand that with certain wallets, um, you're your own bank. No one controls your money. And it's sort of the, the safest that you can be as long as you yourself have good cybersecurity hygiene. Of course, maybe you don't want to have to have good cybersecurity hygiene. So you want someone else to custody your funds for you. So you just got to understand custody wallet, someone else holds it. And you know if they lose the money, it's nothing that you could have done really. Whereas you have non-custodial wallets, which is all sort of up to you. And just understanding the difference and being prepared for the risks associated with either. Are you guys something uh, or working with anything outside of Bitcoin? Yeah, so we do offer Ethereum and stable coins. So the way that we look at it is we, we take a very conservative approach to adding cryptocurrencies to payroll. And I think that part of this is, again, part of like a worker protection side of things, maybe an employer liability side of things, which is most people are not looking to get like you know, 10%, 5% of their salary in some small micro cap coin, they might want to purchase it, but they really getting Bitcoin, Ethereum or stable coins. That's what they want every paycheck. And then if they want to go and, you know, essentially gamble uh, on these other micro cap coins, they can do that. They've now got direct deposit into like a MetaMask, which they can, you know, use with everything, but that's up to them. And it's not, you know, it's not the employer that's kind of endorsing that at all. That's how we are building it so that employees get the options and have an easy way to get into the system to access everything. But then it ultimately is on the employee to figure out, do I want to do the riskier stuff on my own? Are you guys a value add in a possible partner for services like freelance websites like Upwork? And do you guys see implementation there in the future? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that freelance websites, payroll companies, anything that's touching like the worker company relationship were a major value add. And, and, and part of the reasons why we are is because of the fact that we focus entirely on this kind of transaction, right? It means that we have the most flexibility. We pay out to literally any wallet on payday, whereas all the other solutions out there have their own wallet, right? Their own closed infrastructure, which is not flexible enough to be able to pay everyone in the world, right? Um, then... Again, we take a very conservative look to adding adding cryptocurrencies, whereas these other you know exchanges and wallets, their incentive is to add every coin, right? Because that's what people want to trade. But it, it's an entirely different thing when you're looking at it from an employer liability perspective. And of course, you know, 100% of our focus, our product updates, our features, our support are all focusing on this, right? You have a Coinbase ad, right? And it brings your exchange down for a day or two. You know they're going to obviously be focusing on fixing the exchange, not working, not not fixing on payroll related products during that time, right? So we're never going to have that issue because 100 percent of our efforts are focused on that. I like that. Hopefully, you guys are uh, uh, you know a good add on to all the other companies, right? Mm-hmm. So when it comes to the fee structure, right? What you know users of the platform, what are they expect in fees, and also how do you guys make revenue from the transactions? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the fees kind of change depending on, on the different model that you're using and the country that you're in. So if we just look at like the, the, the US perspective, and let's say you were just getting your salary in Bitcoin in the United States, right? This is like a, a really simple, a simple way to think about it. The main place where we're making money is on the spread. And that's not a, it's technically not a fee. So you'll go and you'll actually hear a lot of organizations saying, we have no fees, we have no fees, we have no fees. But really the money's being made on the spread, right? And so we have, we have 1% fee in our spread, which is, you know, pretty standard or cheaper than, than what you see on broker products around, right? Like if you just like go on Coinbase and buy, if you go on Square, Cash App and you buy, it's going to be, you know, more expensive or, or at the same price. So yeah. It's pretty much at or below what you see on market rates today. Now, obviously, crypto is a pretty seasonal, and sometimes the influx of people or out out outgo is depending on if we're in a bull or bear market. How do you see this affecting your business model? Well, the biggest month that we ever had was December, so I don't know if you're keeping track of the price of, of crypto, but but that was not the biggest month of, of volume. So the thing is that when people use us, they tend to they actually tend to continue to to just use us, right? The, the entire the entire model is designed to set it and forget it, and in fact, when the price is going down, that's when people tend to benefit the most when applying essentially a dollar cost averaging strategy, right? As long as you, you know, have belief in the long-term and the long-term appreciation. So what we see is that our signup growth lags the price increases, and, but our transaction volumes don't go down when the prices are volatile because people set it up and then they just don't think about it, right? <laughs> Well, that's good. So basically, people are like dollar cost averaging, and they're not even really thinking about it, right? Yes, exactly. I mean, they're the smartest investors. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have plenty of customers. We're like talking about how they set up in in 2016 or 15 or 17, and how, how they had loved us. You know, if, they, if you went out and you and you actually started our service, and your your first day that you got paid was at the top of the 2017 bubble, you made out like a bandit today. You ended up actually having, you know, significantly more in your pocket, significantly more Bitcoin in your pocket than you would have had you just put everything there at the top. So, how do you expand that from like a marketing perspective, like uh, almost like a DCA type product integrated with, you know, your payroll? At the, at the end of the day, right, we're a direct deposit product, right? The fastest way that you get money is, is on your payday, right? That's when you get your money. So there's no way to actually get access to cryptocurrency any faster than through the payroll because that is, that's just how it is. And that's the long-term thing is you should be getting money into your savings account every single, every single pay period. And that's what a direct deposit in Bitcoin is. It's a DCA deposit into your savings account at the end of the day. I have a, an affinity towards towards Bitcoin maximalism. <laughs> Not that I'm 100% maximalist. We offer Ether and stablecoins. But you know, one, one thing that I that I do see is that you know at some point Bitcoin is going to go from this like sexy volatile asset to this very boring stable asset with a small CAGR, right? That maybe is just absorbing global inflation year over year. So what does that mean? One, it means that it's never going to be a bad time to buy Bitcoin, right? Because of its design, it's always going to be appreciating over time. And then two, when it gets to that point, so right now it's a risky bet, right? Because it might not ever get to that point. But if it does, if it, if it, if it actually actualizes what, what all these millions of people and billions of dollars around the world are betting on, it's going to get to a point where Bitcoin is almost like the, the least risky 
asset that you can put your money into, right? Because it's there to be stable and to absorb inflation. And when you're making your decisions on whether to invest in, in other things, right now you might be thinking treasury bonds or keeping in USD, which has 2% target inflation year over year. But then you'll also be thinking Bitcoin as well, right? Which you know maybe has 2% deflation year over year as a, as a counter to the inflation that the US dollar has. So. Well, as people are kind of adding each week, obviously it's pretty important to always be realizing that there may be a tax implication at some point, right? So for those that might be trying to build up their retirement accounts, what options do we have? Mm. Yes, that's a great question. I think that what, what we see a lot of in the market are IRAs and what we're bringing to the market are traditional and Roth 401ks, a single sign-on experience for your payroll and your 401k. So for those that maybe aren't, aren't fully aware of like the difference between a traditional and a Roth, a traditional means you, you put in pre-tax dollars. So you get more money up front to invest in. But then when you eventually retire and you're withdrawing the money, you actually withdraw the funds as regular income. So it's taxed as regular income. Whereas if you put everything in a Roth, the way that it works with the Roth is you put post-tax funds into the Roth. But then when you eventually withdraw those funds, you pay no taxes. So you're paying zero taxes at all in all the gains. So one of the cool things to do is to put every paycheck, a portion of your salary away into a Roth 401k with Bitcoin. So you have Bitcoin inside that Roth 401k. You know, the reason why you do Roth instead of traditional would be because you're expecting such a huge gain that you're going you're gonna to save more on taxes in the long term against those long gains. Whereas traditional, you tend to do that because you're expecting that your, your income bracket in the future will be less than your income bracket today. So how does the deposit process work? And is there any limitations to like how much people can put away each week or every month? So with payroll, there's no limitations at all. You can do as much as you want. An employer might want to put a limitation on because you're Walmart and you have a bunch of employees that don't know anything about, about crypto. You might say you can put away 10 or 20%, but above that, you know, we might want to wait a few years for people to be educated. When it comes to a 401k, I mean, there's lots of laws around like how much you can put in. Uh, I believe that the, the maximum last year was 55k, but that is not all that you can self contribute. So there's an amount that you can self-contribute, an amount that a company can match as well. And so that combined becomes a maximum of around 55K a year. But there are other sort of regulations and ERISA law that might limit that even further if you're like a business owner or a higher paid employee within the organization. So when I, you know, employee or contractor chooses to have 10, 20, 50% of the uh, retirement funds go into Bitcoin. Ultimately, what happens in that process? Where is that stored and who's the custodian? Those are, those are great questions. So there are different layers to like the, the 401k stack, right? So you have like the record keepers, you have the third-party administrators, you have the exchange, you have the custodian, right? So our system is actually designed to work with different players within that stack. Um, and I'm not actually... Uh, entirely ready to list all of the players that yep. are involved, but let me tell you that they are they are the top, you know, players in the market. Because when we're talking about people's retirement funds, you can only work with people that you believe are going to last for like you know <laughs> more than fifty years, right? Um, so we're not working with anyone that isn't obviously going to be around 
for more than 50 years. But yeah, so the way that it works, right, is the company onboards with a custodian, a third-party administrator, a record keeper. And that's all you know packaged together by us. So it's super easy to get onboarded into the whole stack. Then, then you basically find out like, you know, how much everyone wants to contribute each pay period that gets set up. Then on payday, you know, we create either pre or post-tax deductions on the payroll side. That's then moved to us. And then we work with a trust to essentially withdraw the funds, deposit it into the exchange, get the funds converted, and then stored into the custodial account. And the custodial account is designed so that it's got like a parent-child model. So the parent model is in the name of the company trust for the 401k. And then there are FBO accounts underneath that for the record keeping for the individuals is sort of technically how it works. But you know, from a high level, all that's really happening is you sign up, you get set up, and each pay period, we pull money from your account based on the deduction set, and we put it in into the exchange. It converts into Bitcoin or whatever, and then it's you know held where there's a view balance and a trade functionality for the employees at the end of the day. So ultimately, a lot of these products are you know let's say newer to the market in the last few years. You know what does it take, or how long do you foresee this to get quite a mass adoption throughout the industry? So I. I already see it happening, right? On the B2B side, most of our current clients are you know, smaller. We see lots of 10 to 20 employee organizations, 100 to 300 employee organizations. But on the B2C side, we really see a, a wide breadth and range of demographics who are signing up. We, we literally see retail workers from CVS and Home Depot, university workers, city employees, county employees, federal employees. We see blue collar, white collar, uh, across the board, marketing, finance, accountants, lawyers. So almost any kind of job description you can think of, we see these people signing up and getting a portion of their salary in Bitcoin or Ethereum. So that's to say that this is already growing. It's not just athletes, right? Of course, we do see a, a bulk of it in the millennial and Gen Z populations. But the way that I see it is, in five years, the average person is going to be getting at least 5% of their salary in Bitcoin or cryptocurrency. And that's actually huge numbers. Uh, if you just look at personal income in 2020, it was $19 trillion, right? Most of that's W2. So just doing some light math on that, you'll realize that we're talking about hundreds of billions of dollars every year that's going to be processed into cryptocurrency payroll distributions. That'll be interesting. One of the things that is a concern uh, comes to mind is how does this all integrate into QuickBooks Zero legacy accounting systems for the companies to be able to be streamlined and not have to worry about accounting nightmares? Yeah, so that, that's what's beautiful about using us. Technically, the company did not touch cryptocurrency at all when using us. So there are no tax, there are no accounting headaches that need to happen. I mean, our organization deals with it. It is a total pain to have to reconcile cryptocurrency transactions within your general ledger, right? But for any company that's using us to offer this, they're technically not touching cryptocurrency at all. You can very easily download reports. They're all in USD and upload them into any, any, of, these, any of these softwares. Where you know, it becomes a little bit more complicated are if the company funds with cryptocurrency, right? And then we're able to provide the information that you need 
to be able to put that into you know the appropriate kinds of accounting softwares that you might need for that. I think it's a long time before the average company is funding with cryptocurrency, to be fair. And then there's you know employees. And you know, there tends to be a lot of cheap, easy options for employees who have very, very basic operations around storing and selling their their cryptocurrency. I think I saw like an ad from QuickBooks that's like, I'm a millionaire, I'm not a millionaire. I'm a crypto millionaire, I'm not a crypto millionaire. Right? <laughs> uh, so I think they have something there for individual retailers. Yeah, I hope so. Obviously, there's so much crypto interaction going on that they have to be implementing some with QuickBooks. Just to kind of wrap it up, you know, I think we covered all the, the topics that we went to for today. And for those that are listening, you know, what is the best way for them to either get started with BitWage or learn more about you guys? Yeah, so so go ahead and go to www.bitwage.com and sign up. If, if you're a company that's looking to, to offer this for your employees, I recommend reaching out to the support team, support at bitwage.com so that we can add a little bit of white glove flavor to your onboarding process. Our whole team monitors that. So happy to help. I appreciate that. And uh, coming on today, Jonathan, until next time, thank you. Yeah, thanks, Joe. The Joe Roberts Show. 